Glenn is out today. He's not feeling well, um, and so we're going to be uh, coming in at you today with uh, Pat Gray here in a little bit. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Jace case from Jace Medical. I talk about this on my show all the time. Jace case holds uh, five of the most important antibiotics for emergency use, and they're going to be launching a new product as well. Actually, they've already launched it. It's called Jace Daily. It's a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. We're talking about medications like that can help you with, you know, with your cholesterol, with diabetes, your heart health, blood pressure, mental health, and more. Stuff that you take maybe every day. What happens if the supply chains go down and that medication is not around for you? Uh, plus, I gotta say too, it just seems a lot easier to be able to get a bunch of it at once. Uh, so you don't have to go back to the pharmacy every 10 seconds. Um, it's great. The Jace case is fantastic. Jace Medical has the has Jace Daily as well, which is a great, great service. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code BECK at checkout for a discount on your order. The promo code is BECK at J-A-S-E medical.com. Jacemedical.com. Promo code is BECK. Radio show starts here in just a few seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Uh, let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. Did you ever get the feeling like the other shoe is just about to drop? Like maybe something bad is going to happen and you'd probably be, you, know, you better be ready for it just in case. If you listen to this show, I bet you get that feeling quite a bit. And unfortunately, between the distractions and the smoke screens and the media, you might not even see it coming when it is about to happen. This is just one of those reasons why it's so smart to have things like emergency food on hand. It's always better to have it and not need it rather than need it and not have it. Fortunately, you know the place to go. It's My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. I have a bunch on hand. I know Glenn has, I think, 70 centuries worth of food at his house or, you know, for his eating habits, about three weeks. Uh, so make sure to go to preparewithglenn.com. I shouldn't be mean. He's in, he's having back problems. He's in major pain today. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll save 200 bucks on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before panic sets in. Free shipping is automatic, and your order ships fast. So go to preparewithglenn.com. It's preparewithglenn.com. Well, uh, Glenn, as I mentioned, is out today. Uh, he's uh, had some pretty serious back issues, so I know he'd appreciate your prayers. Pat Gray is going to be joining us here in a little bit to bring you through today's news. And, and look, it's debate week. We're here. This is it. Uh, red alert. Panic. It, we are in the middle of this election. This is actually happening. Of course, Wednesday night is the big night for the debate happens on Fox News. Of course, we know Donald Trump is telling us he's not going to be there. He's going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson. And 
you know, there's a we should get into the conversation as to whether that's a good decision and whether it's not. I can certainly understand it, and we'll get into that uh, here in in just a couple of seconds. But you look at this race as it shapes up, and we enter a race in which we have a few tiers of candidates, but in the top tier, there's only one candidate. I mean, it's Donald Trump. He leads by a wide margin. New poll out from NBC News, uh, and uh, kind of the the most respected pollster by the mainstream media in Iowa has a results out today. Donald Trump, 42%. Ron DeSantis at 19. Tim Scott at 9%. Nikki Haley and Mike Pence at 6%. Chris Christie, 5%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 4%. Doug Bergamentum at 2%. And Will Hurd at 1%. And I don't know what the Republicans, you know, you never can understand these things. They make these rules up about people getting into these debates and they make the restrictions so strange here, you know, not to get into the minutiae of it, but it's you have to get into, I think it's three polls, three national polls where you show up at 1%. I mean, I don't know, 1%, that's enough to get on the debate stage? Okay, it's early, you maybe make the argument everyone should at least get a shot. I can understand that, but now everyone's getting on the debate stage there there's a cocker spaniel i saw on the way in. he's now going to be on the debate stage everybody's getting on asa hutchinson says he's now qualified for this now we watched asa hutchinson bomb at the at the candidate forum we did with the blaze in iowa a few weeks back he, it's not like he's caught fire since then he's just he's had one percent in a couple of polls and you're like well one percent i mean if you're mentioned people by mistake get you to one percent and not to mention, this whole process gives an inordinate amount of control to the media and the people doing the polls. If they don't include you in the poll, there's no way you'll get to 1%. An example of this, and maybe we'll get to this audio during today's program, is Larry Elder, who, look, you know, I don't know if Larry Elder's going to, it's going to be, it's a long shot for him to uh, win the nomination, clearly. However, we all do know Larry Elder as a really good communicator, a really smart conservative, a guy who's been around for a long time who knows these issues, who's clearly better than someone like Asa Hutchinson. And yet he's not included in many of these polls, so he doesn't get 1%. And of all the people they're going to throw on this debate stage, including people like Doug Burgum, Larry Elder is not going to be there. He might be the strongest debater in the entire field, and he's not even going to be on stage. And we remember back from 2016 when there was 75 candidates, they broke that in. Remember this? They broke this into the, the main debate stage and then like the kiddie table. And they had all people at like 1% and 2% battle it out uh, in like the pre-show. It was mocked at the time, but honestly, like we're going to have 9 or 10 people on the stage if this plays out the way we think it's going to play out. And do you get anything from a debate like that? Do you get anything from this? I understand why Donald Trump isn't going to show up at a debate like that. Why would he? What's the point of it? You get a bunch of people with zero and one percent battling out. You get you know Mayor Suarez from Miami going up against Doug Burgum, who's up against Asa Hutchinson. You know, there's a guy named Perry Johnson. You ever hear that name before? No. Have you ever? Do you listen to talk radio all the time and never heard the name Perry Johnson? I don't blame you for that. Who would know Perry Johnson? He's now claimed that he's 
qualified for the debate. He's running for president. He's just some guy. And apparently he's been mentioned in a couple of polls, hit 1% in those polls. Uh, You can manufacture donors, which is the other big qualification to this. Um, Doug Burgum famously did this where he would he would get he would offer you $20 gift cards if you gave him a $1 donation. So people did do that, which is a good there's a cost benefit analysis that makes sense for that donation, right? You're giving somebody $1. They're giving you 20. Most people went along with that. So he got to 40,000 donors. And 40,000 donors with some different state requirements, it's not that high. You you could just pay for that, right? That's just a matter of whether you have money or not to pay for that. It's a sort of a meaningless uh, standard. And so he got to that number, apparently, he claims. And now he may be on the debate stage, too. We could have 10 people on the debate stage. And and none of them are going to be Donald Trump, the guy who's actually winning, it really is, it, it's, it's hard to overstate how ridiculous this process is getting. And I'm not saying it's easy. It is difficult. These guys are gamifying this. They're trying to beat the system so they can get on the stage in front of your eyeballs and hope that they will say some magical phrase. I mean, the path to this happening for Doug Burgum is super long. But, you know, he's running for president. He's got a bunch of money to throw at the problem. Why not give it a shot? Now, I can make a lot of arguments why, for the country, there's not really a really reason to give it a shot. Because we're going to get very little out of this debate, I fear. I fear that, you know, we're not going to get much when it comes to candidates who actually have a chance to win the nomination. And look, we're at a different stage. You know, we've all talked about this before. Donald Trump was president of the United States. He's the most famous, I would argue, the most, the most famous person in the world. So that's pretty good start for a campaign he's got lots of money lots of resources to throw at this and he you know has been the uh, leader since the beginning and this has never really been a huge question the question was whether there was someone else we should consider and when this comes down to donald trump versus joe biden and or donald donald trump versus hillary clinton the, the decision for most people is pretty easy when it comes to conservatives uh, obviously we're not voting for that person so we vote for the other person when it comes to a, uh, a primary, these are different flavors of conservatism, right? We're supposed to be sitting here thinking, hey, which one is going to do a better job? We know what Donald Trump did, did a lot of good things. There were some issues uh, as well that people didn't like. Maybe you don't like his spending policies. Maybe you didn't like the, you know, that he tweets too much. Whatever your problem is with Donald Trump, you have a chance to look at other conservatives, other possibilities to see if one is better. And that's supposed to be a sane process. It's not. It's turned into this reason to just hate everybody who agrees with you on most things. Oh, gosh, that person likes the candidate that I don't like. Therefore, they should they shall be murdered by me. Like, that's uh, an idiotic way of looking at this, but it's what it's turned into. Primary season is the dumbest season. People lose their mind in this season. They get, they just get so angry about every little thing, and I don't understand why it happens, but it happens, and that's where people are now. And so we enter this debate. I think a lot of people want to hear, okay, you know, what does Ron DeSantis have to say? What does uh, Tim Scott have to say? What does Nikki Haley have to say? What does Vivek Ramaswamy have to say? You know, Ramaswamy's had some really good polls, especially online polls that have showed him to be surging. Is he the real deal? 
Uh, he's a really good communicator and a very solid candidate and a guy who uh, we've had on the show a bunch of times. He knows his stuff. He's very good at speaking and, and can communicate these ideas in, in ways that other candidates fail to. And it's helped him quite a bit. He's exceeded expectations. I think if you look at the entire field, there's really only two candidates you can say that about. It's probably Vivek Ramaswamy and clearly Donald Trump, which I don't know that he's exceeded my expectations. I expected him to be ahead, maybe not by this much, but I did expect him to be leading at this point. But now we have a situation where the guy who will probably win the nomination isn't even going to be on the stage and people like Asa Hutchinson will. You want to talk about dysfunction? We're right in the middle of this. And, you know, Donald Trump is talking about his decision to not go to this debate. And he seems to be hinting he's not going to go to any of them. Now, I don't know that people really believe that. I think if 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 the race were to tighten, he would obviously go and debate uh, in that situation, I think. And I don't think there's any question about that. You know, if if. You know, Ron DeSantis has some big moment in this debate and starts rising and gets within 10 points of him. You could be sure that Donald Trump's going to show up at the debate stage because he's going to want to try to crush him. And that will be really interesting. But we may need to wait for a moment like that to actually happen to get something interesting out of this. At least something helpful. At some level, Donald Trump kind of demands the news attention whenever he is in a room. So these guys do have a chance to make a difference. Maybe having their, you know, people having their eyeballs on them for a night does change people's perceptions. Maybe it leads to a breakout candidate. We see this every campaign cycle, usually. It would be surprising if what we saw was a Donald Trump you know, runaway victory with no one ever even making a move. Um, and I mean that more from outside of the top two, you have that field below of between eight and 12 candidates at this point that one of them doesn't have a breakout moment. You know, if you remember, go back to the democratic primary of 2020, you had your Pete Buttigieg moment. You had your Kamala Harris moment. You obviously had moments where Bernie Sanders was, was leading and Joe Biden was leading. And it seemed like, you know, the, there are ebbs and flows of these things. We haven't really had ebbs or flows. There's just been basically Donald Trump leading by somewhere between 20 and 50 points. And I got news for you, 20 points isn't close either. He's just been leading this entire time. And he has a real argument to say, why would I bother here? Let's go into that question here in just a second. Should Donald Trump, should he be at this debate? Would you go to this debate if you were him? And what can the other candidates do to try to make noise in a race against someone they're not even debating? We'll do that here in just a second. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Jeffrey wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I really like Relief Factor. It helps so much with my 66-year-old body. I've been standing, walking, bending, and working with my hands my whole life. Now I'm retired, but still very active. I take three packs a day, uh, uh, and if I, if I have a lot of activity, I usually only use one or two packs on the weekends. And it helps so much. Thank you so much for making a great product. Thanks, Relief Factor. Jeffrey, thanks for writing in and giving Relief Factor a try. It sounds to me like you got your life back, and this is happening for thousands of people in the audience, uh, and it has been for years and years now. If you're living with pain, why not give Relief Factor a try? The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them 
go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, it's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, the uh, poll again that came out today, NBC News, and Donald Trump, 42% in Iowa. Ron DeSantis, 19%. Tim Scott, 9 Nikki Haley, Mike Pence at 6%. Chris Christie at 5%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 4 Doug Burgum at 2 And Will Hurd at 1%. And, you know, the question is, should Donald Trump show up for this debate? Now, I, as a, for selfish reasons, do want him to be at this debate. I would like to see this to break up into the... I want the kiddie table back. I want I want Doug Burgum and Asa Hutchinson all at the kiddie table. They can have their little debate before the debate if they're going to make the stage. And then have a serious conversation between the top, let's say, six or seven candidates, including Donald Trump. I would like him to be there. I think it's good for the country if he is there. I think it's good for conservative movement if he is there. I would like him to be there. However, if I'm him, I don't know that I bother... Why would you bother? Your path right now, which is everyone talking about you all the time, seems to be working. This poll is pretty consistent with other polling that we've seen recently that shows Donald Trump with a massive lead nationally, less of a lead in Iowa and New Hampshire, but still a pretty significant lead here of 23 points. If you have a 23-point lead, what can you do by going to this debate? Can you help yourself, I guess is the question. you got to break this into two different questions here. Number one, what's good for America? What's good for the conservative party? If you care about this sort of thing, what's good for the Republican party? You like to see the leader in a race making an appearance at a debate. It's, it's a big time spotlight on your candidates, on your positions, and you'd like to see that. But from a selfish perspective, if I'm Donald Trump, it's like, well, I'm already winning. Why don't I wait until they sort this out? Let them, you know, if they're going to coalesce around one person or two people, and those people are going to be within 10 points or 15 points of me, okay, then I'll go talk about them and try to blow them out of the water if I can. But right now, why would I do that? Why would I throw myself into a position where I got to get yelled at by, you know, stupid Chris Christie? And for what? So I can lead by 25 instead of 23 if everything works out well? What's the purpose of this? And not to mention, you know, you think about what he's decided to do, which is go talk to Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker will ask some difficult questions, um, I, I hope. I, I hope he pushes them. I mean, Tucker's, you know, can be a very difficult interviewer if he, if he wants to be. And, and he, uh, I think it's important that he presses Donald Trump on some of these things that he's going to have to face going forward. And questions about his record on, you know, from a conservative perspective. I think there's a lot of questions about that. Obviously, you know, probably the biggest one in, in, uh, in the Republican voting base is you know how the covid situation was handled uh, whether anthony fauci should have been employed the entire time he was and elevated to the levels that he was publicly um, those are real questions obviously the spending is a big question there are things to talk to donald trump about about whether how his presidency went you know a lot of the people he complains about now he hired 
And why did that happen? Is that going to happen again in another Trump presidency? These are questions that are legitimate to be asked of Donald Trump. And that's why I think it would be interesting to see him on a debate stage. How is he going to change this? You know, look, being president is not easy. You're not going to succeed in everything you do, but you should have answers as to how thing, those things are going to change the next time you have a chance. And of course, uh, it's a smart smart idea to give some counter programming. He's going to do this, and a lot of people will pay more attention to what he does with Tucker Carlson than the other debate. So if you think of it from a game theory standpoint, he's got a big lead already. He doesn't bring the eyeballs that Donald Trump always brings when he shows up on a debate stage. Less, Fewer people will be watching this debate. And then it's going to be hard for these candidates to figure out a way to attack Donald Trump or... I don't mean attack Donald Trump like the unfair way the media does. I mean in the way that any com- competitor needs to com- to compete. You know, you can't go out there and just say, okay, well, you know, I just really like the other team, so therefore I'm just going to run it into the line for three times and punt. Like, I, you can't do that either. I don't think the voting base of the Republican Party wants to see attacks about January 6th and, you know, indictments and all of that. They see that in a totally different way than the mainstream media. And the stuff that Chris Christie's going to bring to the table is going to have zero effect on, on Donald Trump in the Republican primary, other than to help him. But on the other side of that, you have to come up with some way to be critical of Donald Trump and the record that he was able to put together. Because if you don't have any problem with his presidency, why why are you running? <laughs> Why are you there? What is the point of you? A lot of people in this race seem to be so scared of saying anything critical of Donald Trump's record. I'm not saying about his personal character. I'm not saying BMSNBC, but you have to be able to say something, don't you? Don't you have to come out and say something? And if you can't do that, you know, probably don't belong in the race in the first place. And I do think that there is a, a calculation about some from some of the people in this field that are just saying, like, look, the bottom line is I'm not going to beat Donald Trump unless he completely destroys himself or gets thrown in prison. So I'll just wait it out and, and then I'll try to win that secondary fight. I can understand that theory. I don't know if it's going to work. But look, when it comes to Repu- Republican primaries, nothing's worked against Donald Trump. It may just be... One of these things that is uh, too steep a climb for any of these people to knock him off. And that's certainly how it feels right now as we enter in the premier de- debate week. Uh, we'll have lots of coverage here on Blaze TV and the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, Pat Gray is going to join us here in a second. Uh, it's sad to think that there are people out there fighting to make a woman's right to end the life of a baby easier to do. It's, it's really sad to think about that, but it's very true. Preborn's network of clinics is in the fight to make sure life wins. And they're offering love and life to ensure a baby's safety and well-being. It's a ministry of compassion. These are fantastic people fighting for the lives of children. When a woman has an unwanted pregnancy, she usually wants to make the right choice. But the pressures of her life are real. And we have to understand that. And people around her are often telling her, like, just like it's a clump of cells. Get rid of the thing. Preborn shines a light into this darkness, offering hope, love, and free ultrasounds and up to two years of assistance for both the mother and the baby, all for free. A mother never regrets choosing life. And this year, just so far, over 28,000 great choices have been made because of you. When you support Preborn, you support love and life. 
for both mothers and babies, and for just 28 bucks, you can rescue a baby. Any gift will help, and all gifts are tax-deductible. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say the keyword baby. It's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. It's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. All right, Pat Gray is going to be joining us with his analysis here in just a moment. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. It's debate week. It's Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday is the debate. It's Monday today, of course, uh, and we've got uh, Pat Gray joining us, of course, from Pat Gray Unleashed on Blaze TV, Blaze Radio podcast, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to sign up and subscribe. Mm. Uh, welcome, Pat. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. It's an exciting week. We've got big Isn't coverage it? on Blaze TV, of course. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll be there. Uh, breaking it all down for you also by the way if you want extended coverage we're going to be doing that on my youtube channel youtube.com slash stew does america worth checking out as we'll be uh trying to do this on every one of these debates and breaking all of the stuff down as as we go through all of the next year and a half (laughs) which it's hard to believe it's it's gonna be that long it's not quite that long i guess now we're in august so i mean it's still three months yeah so it's going to be a long long road ahead Pat, we started the show talking about this new poll from Iowa. This is from one of the more respected pollsters uh, in Iowa, kind of the one that, uh, you know, polling geeks think is the best in America. And, uh, you know, you can make that decision up for yourself. But uh, the results said Donald Trump, 42 percent in first place in Iowa. Second place, Ron DeSantis, 19 percent. In third place, Tim Scott at 9 percent. Tied after that is Nikki, excuse me, let's see, Nikki Haley. And uh, Mike Pence are at six percent. You've got Chris Christie at five, Vivek Ramaswamy at four, and wow. d- down from there. Wow, Ramaswamy is is interesting. There's a huh. There's a, a, a an internal polling nerd debate <laughs> on him right going on right now, which is when these polls are done online, he keeps showing up at like ten percent and you know nine percent, eleven percent. When they're done in the traditional way over the phone, he's showing up at more like two and three and four. And so mm. the split is odd. It seems to only be affecting him. So it is a little bit of a weird quirk, uh, whether maybe the more online people who are super online and super engaged in politics, who generally speaking, you'd think would be the people who are showing up at the Iowa caucus. Yeah. Um, but those people seem to be more pro Vivek than uh, the, you know, the average voter, apparently. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. The, the poll interestingly breaks out as well second choices. So second choice, the number one second choice, as you might expect, is Ron DeSantis. 20% of voters identified him as, as their second choice. Uh, then after that, it was Tim Scott at 15%. And then Vivek Ramaswamy at 12%. And Donald Trump as a second choice for 10% of voters. And I think one of the interesting things they did is they combined the total footprint. People who are considering this candidate... What percentage of voters are even considering them? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, you might expect Donald Trump. 63% of people are considering Donald Trump. And this might be the one bit of encouraging uh, information from any for any other candidate here. When you look at this, people's minds aren't exactly made up. Ron DeSantis, his combined footprint in this poll is 61%. It's only two points behind. Oh, wow. When you're talking about if you're considering wow. if, uh, that candidate. So it does feel like what people think about this field is like, you know, Donald Trump's winning. He's the one that is favored right now. 
But Ron DeSantis is someone that people like, mm-hmm. and they are considering him. The next person down on that list, by the way, is Tim Scott at 53%. If you want to break down polling and you want to make an argument for another candidate outside of those top two, Tim Scott's probably your best argument. Um, he doesn't have a lot of negatives. He's uh, seen as highly favorable. He's usually in the top three or four polling wise. And there's very few people in these polls who say, oh, okay, I don't like that guy at all. I won't consider him. He doesn't have a lot of negatives. So maybe there's room for him to expand. Uh, After Tim Scott at 53%, you go to 40% for Nikki Haley. She's the next one on the list. Mm. Then down to Vivek Ramaswamy at 34, Mike Pence at 31. And then you're getting down to, uh, you know, Bergamentum. Doug Bergam, Doug Bergamania, 23% considering him. So the field is kind of set up in, uh, to correct me, Pat, if you think this is wrong, but this is the way I sort of laid it out. You've got a top tier, tier one, you've got Donald Trump sta- by, there by himself. Yeah. Tier two, mm-hmm. you've got Ron DeSantis there by himself. Tier three, you've got Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and, you know, maybe a couple of others. And then everybody else is like, should be in the kitty kitty table, really. I mean, like you get yeah. to a point where it's ridiculous. They should I mean, go a- home. Asa Hutchinson is saying he's made this debate. Now, that's not been confirmed by the Republicans yet that he, this is true. He's claiming he's hit the 40,000 donors. He's claiming he's hit the pol- <clears throat> polling requirements. And he's going to sign the pledge to vote for the eventual nominee, <laughs> basically <laughs> making the argument, well, I will never vote for Donald Trump, but uh, yeah, I don't think he'll win. So I'll sign it. <laughs> you, you don't think he'll win. Right. When he's already He's leading. only ahead by 40 points. Right. So, yeah. Small chance of him right. winning this thing. So what's your take on this debate, where this field stands right now? <clears throat> uh, I I just, I, I really think it's a little bit illegitimate without Trump uh, being a part of it. I'd really like to see him uh, debate the others, to be there. Um and I, I, I think that trying to get them to sign some agreement that they'll vote for the eventual nominee is uh, uh, un-American, if you will. Yeah. Uh, how, about, how about this? I'm going to vote for whoever I decide to vote for uh, at that time when that time comes around and I see who the nominee is. Uh, otherwise, I might look for a third-party candidate. Who knows? But I'm not signing your agreement so um uh you can take that and stick it i think that's a totally fair <clears throat> stance you should yeah. i mean look i understand why they're doing it and they're trying to force people to they're trying to force unity mm-hmm. but you can't force you can't. unity you can't <laughs> that's not a thing yeah. unless you're in the soviet union yeah you can't Sorry, force not unity. signing it um, and, you know, if if that was part of Donald Trump's, although I don't think it was part of his uh, reasoning for not joining the debate, then I, I completely understand that. Although he just should have said, how about this? I'm not going to sign your agreement, but I'll, I'll be in the debate. Or I'll be in your debate if you don't make me sign the agreement. Yeah. I, make them tell you, know. you no. Right. Right. But he doesn't want to be in the debate because <clears throat> he's winning by a lot. Yeah. But I mean, right. that's basically what he said, too. Yeah. He said the public knows who I am. And what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong border, uh, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, and, and like 
we talk about this sometimes, you know, when it comes to sports teams and, you know, like if you have, uh, you know, the Eagles played a preseason game this season or this, this weekend, uh, <clears throat> Jalen Hurts didn't play in the game. Why? Well, what's the upside? He, he's mm, one of the best yeah. quarterbacks in the league. He could get hurt. You're what's right. the upside? And if you're Donald Trump and you're looking at this situation, you're saying, well, I, I don't know. What's the upside here? What, what do I get yeah. out of this? How does this benefit my campaign? And mm-hmm. it's hard to make an argument that it could. Mm-hmm. I just feel like for, because I care about conservative uh, conservatism, because I care about the country and who's going to lead it, I would like the guy who's leading the race to be in the debate. I, yeah. I think it's good for the country. Yeah. But I can totally understand why, from his and, perspective, you say, why, why bother? And there's some things that have come up in the last few years that I would really like his take on. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see where he stands on certain things. Um, what are you going to do about the war in Ukraine? What do you think about um, uh, uh, about the vaccine now? Are you still as married to it as you were in the beginning? I think a lot of people who are voting in this coming primary really have that question. I think so. And yeah. it, it's one he's going to need to answer at some point. You yeah, think you would think so. But uh, but I you know, he doesn't want to. And it's it is hard to blame him because he's, you know, 30 points, 40 points ahead, depending on what poll you're looking at. Yeah. Now, in Iowa, this to be fair, this one's only it's only 23, which is still a huge lead. Now, if you go back in in modern history, no candidate at this time that was up by this much has ever lost. So you're looking at a situation. This would be. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's unfair to say if he loses this election, it's the greatest choke in the history of politics, or at least close to it. I mean, it, he shouldn't have a problem getting through this. He's no. had a massive lead. The media gives him fuel constantly mm-hmm. uh, to make his road easier to win this nomination. You know, getting criticized by all the right people is a powerful tool. And Donald Trump has mm-hmm. absolutely mastered the art of doing that. And, you know, whether this helps him in the general is another situation. But in the primary, you know, he probably can just ride this. Every indictment just makes him more popular. Yeah. <laughs> Every indictment's like worth another five points for him. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's amazing. He said it and people were like, oh, I can't believe he said that back in the day. But like, could he shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it on camera? I yes. think probably. Yes. Probably could. I think so. And, you know, it's funny because many of Donald Trump's, you know, great moments have come (laughs) in these situations where he's fighting with people, right? Like, I mean, what what they used to say back in 2016, why do we like him so much? It's not his policies, it's because he fights. Mm -hmm. And then here he is with a chance to fight with all these campaign, with the other other contenders, and he doesn't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. honestly, you look at this and you say, why would you? What what does it do for you? You go for a 23-point lead to a 25-point lead, 27-point lead? 29 point lead that's all great but i don't know that it does that much for you and you have to sit there and watch asa hutchinson drone on i mean just <laughs> to avoid that i understand his opinion even if he was losing the debates i don't think yeah. i would want to show up if asa hutchinson were there just because you'd be bored to death yeah yeah it would it's not for him you know it's for the voters it's for the republican yes. voters mm-hmm. that's who it's for so if you're gonna do it that's the only reason to do it because mm-hmm. it's not gonna help him you know he doesn't need any help. He's so far ahead that, you know, you might want to just do the rest of the campaign from your basement like Biden did last time. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. stay out of the way. And his, his basement's a lot nicer than Biden's. Uh, yes. He's got a nice basement. Yes. If he can get around all those classified documents he's been storing there, <laughs> um, you know, it should be fine. You know, I think it's 
it's true because he really could just I mean, it, it would make sense from a, you know, from a, you're, you're a head coach type of standpoint. You're, you're the campaign manager. Okay, Don, this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. You sit back, you let them fight against each other, make idiots of themselves. Half of them will probably quit before we even get to Iowa. If someone emerges, if a challenge emerges, then you go in there and you knock it down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why try to knock down a challenge that isn't there? And I don't think that's exactly right. I do think, like, as we just talked about, I mean, Ron DeSantis has a path here, yeah. uh, quite clearly. Tim Scott has a path here. Um, you know, uh, there are other candidates. I mean, you can make an argument for Vivek. You can make an argument for someone like Nikki Haley. You can make an argument, um, I mean, obviously, for Doug Bergamentum. Uh, you could do that pretty easily. But, you know, you, you there's not a real reason for him to do this from a from a from a selfish standpoint you're right this would be a mm-hmm. you know almost a, an act of, of of charity yeah but a, you know one that i think yeah. has some merit i mean I, I think like getting yourself in front of voters is something that is fundamental to our system and i wish he was doing it yeah i do, I do too i really do too Triple eight seven two seven beck more coming up well, whether it's across hundreds of miles or just at the grocery store and back, you rely on your car to get around safely and efficiently. So when your car has problems, the very last thing you need is to be worried about how you're going to afford fixing them or who's going to be the person doing it. That's where CarShield comes in. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as 100 bucks a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE a certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts and CarShield administrators will handle all the paperwork and repairs so you don't have to. Maybe most importantly of all, considering the entire you know situation going on with inflation and everything else, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up no matter how many claims you file and it will never go up even as mileage on your car increases. Car, call, call Car Shield today, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, or visit carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck. You'll save 20% now, 800-227-6100, or carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So when's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Was it around the time you bought the place? Are you feeling a tiny little bit of panic, even if as I'm asking you this, because, you know, I, do you know where your home's title even is? Would you know where to find it if you had to find it? Well, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people online know where your home title is. They know it exists in some database somewhere and they can access it and they can forge it and they can take ownership of your home. One homeowner pulled onto her street one day and saw a bulldozer demolishing her home being torn down in front of her eyes she was a victim of a devastating crime called home title theft a criminal had forged his way onto the deed of her home and sold it and now the new owner was tearing it down to rebuild not the new owner's fault this is a criminal who did something completely uh, outside the system but you need to be protected from it whether it's legal or not your home pro- property equity is it's your most valuable stuff and home title lock helps you protect all of it home title lock puts a shield around your home's title the instant they detect activity or tampering they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to make sure you aren't already a victim of this. Find out for free with, uh, with sign up at hometitlelock.com. If you use the promo code BECK right now, hometitlelock.com, the code is BECK. 
when you sign up, you'll get 30 risk-free days of protection. You need to protect your home. You need to protect your future, your legacy, your equity. All of these things are incredibly important. And you can do that now with HomeTitleLock.com. The code is back at HomeTitleLock.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Just a little under the weather today. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, coming up in a minute, we got to show you Larry Elder taking apart this Charlemagne guy um, on his show last week. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but first, on Friday, Joe Biden sat down with uh, the leaders of South Korea and Japan and then uh, asked the press to leave. This is great because I think he was told in his ear, uh, ask the press to politely leave or politely ask them to leave. And so here's what he said. Politely ask the press to, to leave. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the vacant stare there afterwards. The yeah. lights are on, but nobody's home. No one's home there. Um, creepy. Wow. Really bad. So somebody told him in his ear, uh, ask the press to ask the press to politely to leave. So that's what he says. Uh, ask the press to politely leave. <laughs> Is that really the way he phrased that? It wasn't yeah, like well, I, I asked. You know, no, I, I just want to ask the press again. Play it one more time. Politely ask the press to to leave. Politely Thank ask the coming in. You know, so what he said, politely ask the press to leave and thank him for coming in. And that's and he just exactly it. what he what came out of his mouth. This is He's so uh, bad. Uh, it is so embarrassing. It is. Uh, if we looked at this happening yeah. in Zimbabwe, we'd laugh at it. Yes. It's, it's in, uh, yeah, we would. It's we in, would. If we saw this happening in, you know, some third world country with with no economy. Right. We would just think, oh my mocking. gosh, do you believe this? This guy's this guy in power. This is in power. It's incredible. <laughs> right. Man, it's hilarious. Right. If this is Turkmenistan. We'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> those dummies over there. They elected this guy. Okay. <laughs> and here he is, uh, President mm-hmm. of the United States of America. What a disgrace. Oh, what uh, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many examples of it. Uh, you've got, of course, John Fetterman. Uh, Nancy oh Pelosi gets on this. Run. I mean, Mitch McConnell. Uh, let's Mitch. say clearly, he as a he should yeah. not be in office after what Diane happened Feinstein. a couple weeks ago. Diane Feinstein's the worst of all of them. Yeah, I mean, poor woman. She can't even control her own finances. She can't even do the most basic things in her life. She's yeah. a, they have a power of attorney over her, and she's a senator. <laughs> it's bad. It's embarrassing in every way. It's really bad. All right, triple eight seven two seven. B-E-C-K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program.